0: Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. It's important, you know. You want to find ease for being. It's kind of hard to be if you're not comfortable. Right? So I'm gonna get those back here what? <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. You want to sit? Yeah, you want to sit up here? Bring one of those up here. Backjack? Yeah, come on up if you want. You don't have to hide back there. Or you can sit there, that's fine. But not right in the center, just slightly off-center. Yeah, good. That's good. Otherwise you'll be... Yeah. How's that? Is that comfortable? (laughs) I mean, in order to be comfortable, you first have to be aware in your body to even know if you are comfortable. So you might have to bring yourself into body sensing, breathing, out of mental sort of control. Mental survival, wanting something. Because being is a kind of ease, just nothing happening and that's fine. Is it fine that nothing's happening? Is it fine to not get anything? Oh, no, isn't, huh? (laughs) You feel that? This little heart clench. No, I didn't come here for nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> now, it's more important to know if you did come here for something. Not that there's anything wrong with wanting something. In fact, it's perfectly humanly normal to want something. And it's perfectly humanly normal to get something, so to speak. But this idea that we're <clears throat> responsible, in a way, for our experience often is in the way of deep transformative learning. <clears throat> deep, deep transformative learning takes requires a very big perspective that's really much bigger than what we can actually perceive in consciousness at any given time. And how do you get that perspective? Or how does that perspective become available? That's why we're here, to actually engender or allow that perspective to come into consciousness, to be perceived and eventually awakened to. We begin to then live from and perceive from that, you might say, bigger perspective of being, which doesn't have thinking and analysis and conditioning in the foreground interfering with perception. So there's almost a kind of open, maybe even vulnerable availability to now. So we come here to this kind of a gathering to give ourselves time to give it a shot. Or continue the practice, you might say, that we are working with in our daily life, of living fully. So our attitude about how we're assessing how we're doing is really important, because that can also really be an obstacle in the way. Because the perspective that we need is much bigger than our ability to assess how we're doing. Is that? Did I do something to make that happen? Okay. Getting used to my new thing. Oops. Sorry. (coughs) So the simplest way to sort of return to availability is to, is to, as simply as possible, remove all unnecessary distractions in your attention, right now. I, I love this image of, if only our head could be a teacup, a tea cuddle with a handle on one side and a spout on the other side, and we just pour out all of our thoughts just empty them out. (laughs) Every drop. So there's no thinking in the way right now. Now thoughts may try to get in there with their beliefs, interpretations, comparisons, judgments, analysis. And so forth. And just find out how to clear the open field of mind. Not by force. There's a, there's a way in which allowing awareness to come into the foreground, naturally, makes thinking either dissolve or become irrelevant, unimportant, unperturbed, so you're in a place of ease. Otherwise we're always being triggered and challenged, so just this constant, ugh, right? Mental ping pong. So you wanna you wanna clear out all the unnecessary distractions. And So you can just be available right now to your body, to your breath, to your heart, to the beauty of your being, if that's in your consciousness. Not holding on to that bliss, not holding on to that vastness, presence, but just Letting yourself be radiated in that spaciousness when it's here, like you would on a nice day outside, enjoying the sunlight, feeling the warmth and the light. And if it's foggy and it's chilly and you're cold and it's damp, feeling like you're responsible for the sun not being there would be absurd. Crazy. Wouldn't it? Deluded. But we think of that in terms of our own state. Like somehow, oh, well, I lost it. It's my fault. I didn't try hard enough. I didn't practice hard enough. I didn't go to enough retreats and satsangs, and I should have become a monk. And clearly been reading the wrong teachings or something. All untrue. Why is it all untrue? How could such a simple statement be accurate? Because the sun and flowers and even our own body and this life is the mystery of everything. And we somehow think we're in control or responsible f- for mostly what we're not, especially what we call awakening and enlightenment. We actually have nothing to do with that, nothing. It's not whether you have the beliefs, or don't have the beliefs, or the practices, or don't have the practices. Beliefs and practices can certainly be useful, helpful, essential even, along the way, in a way. But ultimately you're just here in the unknown. And initially, it may bring forth, as you move more into and allow letting go more to happen, fear and insecurity and even terror. And you learn to trust that vulnerability of not in control that vulnerability of not knowing, that vulnerability of not getting, that vulnerability of losing something, having lost something. So there's no pushing away or fixing or trying to explain away your grief, your longing, your fear, your frustration. But rather the perspective, bigger perspective, that allows a perception of that infinitely complex construct of feeling to circulate and release and turn into sunlight burning away the fog, and you go, wow, look at that, it just happened. Back in presence, back in connection, back in harmony. And then the ego and the mind get in there and go, I did it, I did it, I, yay, I made it to Everest, top of Everest, yay. Let's do a selfie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't go to the top average. You photoshopped that. I know. You. <laughs> 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 Any idea that you think you know where you are is, well, it's just an idea. It's just, this thing's getting over to my, hold on. I need my mirror creeping in. Just wants to get close. (laughs) Sorry. There must be a way in which this, I can see why people don't like these. Um, Way in which I'm moving my head that's changing the position of it. Okay. Okay, sorry. It's not one thing, it's something else. I do like the fact that it's it feels more communal, which I like. I'm a communal kind of guy. A collaborator. We're collaborating. Just your being here is a contribution of being, you know. It's beautiful. And we listen in that way, we begin to awaken in that way and realize, whoa, there's connection. Not some idea connection, but reality connection. Word connection is a feeble attempt at describing the indescribable, the ineffable. And yet when we're here and that's happening, it's like, yeah, you don't need to say anything. You don't need to hear anything. So, this, as we become more familiar, more comfortable with the process, what develops is trust. Human trust. Because we need that to eventually fall into the abyss of extinction and liberation. Same thing. We're afraid. There's this fear of that, I guess, or desire for it. One or the other, usually. Please, give me it, give me it. Or, no, no, no. (laughs) I hear both all the time. But they're both okay. I mean, it's just either one is where you put attention. Until you come to this place where you give up the illusion of being responsible for it and say, I don't care anymore. I don't I can't I can't do this anymore. That's advanced. You'll be forgiving when you are when it's when it's real. You'll be compassionate when it's real and until then it's just a an attempt at a behavior that's not authentic and you know when you're faking it. When you're being accepting but You're not. (laughs) When you're feigning, you know, equanimity and you're totally irritated. (laughs) So, my advice is, be honest with yourself. How it really is, because that's what opens the doorway to true freedom. That's really important. Otherwise, you'll be, guess what? You'll be doing spiritual drag. (laughs) There's a lot of that. And you won't even know you're doing it. It's called spiritual identity. The most unconscious identity there is, unfortunately. The most dangerous too, I think. Mm -hmm. Just look through history. You'll see the carnage from that still is happening yeah so yeah it's not about pretending to be the perfect human being someone told you you're supposed to be and especially if you get power which plenty of people can get power that's don't trust that that's just power. People can be very powerful and charismatic. That's... Don't let that fool you. No, 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 no. It needs to be integrated with a honest human being who doesn't hide their dark side or isn't in Denial of their dark side. That's so easy to have that happen. But you'll know because it feels so... You can feel... You, if your... If your... If your receiver is really clear, you'll know. You'll go, mm-hmm, mm, something... Doesn't... Yeah, they've got the followers. they got the money. they got the whatever. That doesn't... I'll let that fool you. Trust... See, when you become really honest in yourself, you'll you'll develop an ability to discern beautifully so that you, you know, won't be fooled and taken advantage of. So much of that, it's just... I have to say something because I'm privy to it. I have so many people I have worked with over the years, all over the world, who have suffered some pretty awful trauma, I'd say, in the, under the guise of spiritual teaching, unfortunately. So, <clears throat> I just have to put in a word for questioning. It's so important to be able to question. I love it when people who work with me are like, you know, express that they don't trust me or they doubt or whatever, that that's what's coming up, that that needs to be expressed. When someone says, oh no, you can't question, and then you hear that, there are traditions out there where that's like a sin. Hmm. That's uncomfortable, isn't it? Can you feel that? Ugh. Sorry. No, it's not a re- no. I'm not referencing anybody in particular. No. No, it's um you know, it's even on a social political level there's a kind of what I would call fundamentalist fascist kind of narrowing of people's becoming more and more limited about how they can be. And that's dangerous. That's all I'm talking about. It shows up anywhere, not just in this kind of potential environment. You know what I'm saying? That we we need to be able to be honest and to be able to speak our truth. And when you can't speak your truth, um, you're actually working against freedom, not for freedom. Don't let anybody fool you to thinking that they have it and you need to get it from them. Because freedom is your essential nature. It has nothing to do with whether you're a believer or a follower at all. It's your essential nature. Just like breathing, if you're able to breathe, hopefully, is just part of your human nature. And without it, you would cease to exist. Our presence, our true nature, without it we wouldn't be alive because it's literally the essence of life. Essence of life has nothing to do with whether you believe. So this is where you become, you know, becoming free is radical. It's truly alive. That's why I like to describe the perspective of that as one of a... You're you're a scientist and explorer. You're constantly discovering new things. You're constantly going into unknown territory. Constantly. And if you're not, you're already stuck in your own dogma. You're already caught in your own fundamentalism. With a small f. Everybody's got that in part of how they think. So you have to be able to see through your own fundamentalism through your own dogma. You have to be able to question your own beliefs. Very important. Because eventually, really on the path, they're all going to fall away. All the concepts, all the sort of algebraic formulas for enlightenment are going to go poof. I'm not saying there aren't really good techniques and really good practices and really good therapies. Absolutely are. More and more, actually, which is great. So it's good to have all of that and to use whatever you need, in every possible way that you need it, to benefit your healing, your, your uh, availability for energetic movement, for transformation. But to have the right perspective of any of those things is important. Otherwise, you'll get caught in that spiritual identity trap and you'll know. it's it's a, You'll know you're defending there, or hiding there, or checking out there. <laughs> a lot of people are checking out on their cushion. They've checked out. They're just punching in the – you know, they're just – I mean, it's valuable, you know. I Actually, it was wonderful to hear this story. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's so amusing and funny and culturally also insightful in a way. But Suzuki Roshi, who was the Zen master who uh, wrote Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which was probably one of the great, you know, books on Buddhism that was published in English (coughs) and founded... You know, Tassajara, which was the first Zen monastery in North America and was obviously a very realized, beautiful being. When his um, teacher told him to go and teach, (laughs) he said, "Um, You're not very good, but at least you'll keep people off the street. Talk about being understated. And he referred to enlightenment as nothing special, which I think is one of the greatest descriptions I've ever heard. Of course, it's wonderful, but it's also just reality when you're not in the way. And that's the whole point of all these practices is to literally completely, 100%, be out of the way. And people think they can get out of the way, but that's not possible. See, that's the doing mind, I'm going to get out of the way. No, you're not. (laughs) No, actually, you're going to see that you are in the way with your beliefs, with your conditioning, with your trauma, with all of it, with your ancestral programming, genetic deep programming that's in there, in the DNA even, <clears throat> you're going to see that and you're going to allow it, that's what I mean by honesty, that big perspective which awakening begins to allow the possibility for. And in that, from that view, because that's perceptive, awakened consciousness is your true self that is selfless, That is has That's not personal. That's not separate. From that perspective, getting out of the way happens. And freedom from the identity of the separate self happens. Not by holding on to that state or trying to stay in presence, but by just giving it gentle attention when it's here and eventually All the healing, all the transformation, and the learning, what I call the evolutionary learning, which is breaking through the paradigm into a new realm of being, will happen. And I, and everyone I know who has been on this journey a long time and has had some, let's just say, pretty good results, um, is still having that happen. And even myself recently had a huge bunch of, let's just say... Unexpected and very unpleasant circumstances that really were like a wa- another wake-up call to a deepening to another level. And now it was like a blessing, total blessing. People say, oh, wow, I'm so sorry you broke your phone and blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer. First day on vacation in Hawaii, I've been looking forward to it for two years. Yeah, being out in an extremely remote area. <laughs> I mean, you just have no idea. All the <laughs> drama. It, I mean, it would be comedy, certainly, at this point, if I told it. But you wouldn't want to waste time on that. But it's... No, no, no. Now it's like, I call it my lucky break. Yeah, yeah. I won't even... It's like, whatever. I'll go back. Or not. <laughs> no, no. Thank God. I needed my ass kicked. We're, I'm slow. I don't know about you, but I am a slow learner. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to admit that. As smart as you can be, I mean, you can be super. In fact, the slowest learners are the smartest people I've ever met. Because often being super smart is really in the way, because you got it all figured out, and you've read all the books, you've you've read the Dhammapada and the da 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 and all of every sutras and everything, and you know it all upside down and backwards. And boy. Talk about a barrier to availability. You need to get empty to receive the truth. Empty. That's all. So when we learn, as we start out the talk, just being here, we learn to allow emptying of the vessel of our conditioning until the vessel dissolves into light. And we go, wow. Wow. Presence. Connection. Being. And we surrender to that and we realize this is what's really happening. Not our idea of some life. So every moment then is like right here, right now. Not because you're red beer here now. Which is a perfect description of it, but doesn't tell you how to get there. No one, nothing can tell you how to get there. You don't know how to get there. But it does because you're already here, because it's already here. It's just calling you to get here, to, to, to get to let getting out of the way happen. and when letting when that happens you feel this presence you feel you are this connection it's not john it's not some guru whatever no it's it's you it's everything freedom is freedom from separate everything that it's like the mycelium network i got to meet and talk and meet uh, Paul Stamets the other night, who I think is one of the greatest important people on the planet right now. Maybe saving the ecosystem, with him saving the bees and everything else he's doing. But you know, he teaches the mycelium network, which is essential in the bio. You know, the whole biosphere is that what it's called? Anyway, it's really this guy. Listen to his TED talks; whatever, he's incredible. But it's the, hmm? Paul Stamets, S-T-A-M-E-T-S. <coughs> Anyway, uh, went to a pre-screening of a movie that's called Fantastic Fungi. In fact, it's going to be playing in Santa Cruz. They mentioned I don't know. You might l- keep your eye open for it. Amazing film. I think he's he deserves a Nobel Prize. One of the most important people. He may he may actually, yeah. I mean I, I, I'm in awe of his brilliance and what he's doing. Anyway, <clears throat> but in a way, in fact, I want to write to him because I want to say that you know this. Process is the same on an energetic level, where everything is communicating with everything simultaneously. And when you start, when you plug in here, then you have, you know, a gathering, an online gathering, like I I do with people all around the world. And this is happening with people all over the world at the same time. It's like, sorry, (laughs) no scientist can give you an explanation for that. (laughs) Sorry, cannot cannot be measured. It is the infinite wisdom communicating with itself, which is what we are. And when we connect to that, we are finally happy. We are finally at peace. And if we die now, it's fine. We're fulfilled. That's the point of this path. I've been talking a long time. Maybe if I keep going, you won't even have time for questions. (laughs) Oh boy, I love coming to Santa Cruz. I don't know why. It's just... Something about being here is so nice. I used to live here actually. My brother lives here. And uh, I went to UC back in nineteen seventy one, I guess. Was that right? I went to I was at Stevenson College up on the hill. Early years of UC Santa Cruz. It was very radical then. No, pass, fail, you know, only 3,000 students, I think. Most of my friends dropped out, including me. (laughs) We didn't see the point. (laughs) We were right and wrong, but... (laughs) Some of those people became major computer people. I mean, you know, like developing Apple and that kind of stuff. I mean, really, some really amazing minds were there. Anyway... I love Santa Cruz. Sorry I didn't buy a house when I could have afforded to. (laughs) (laughs) When it was nothing. (laughs) Anyway, uh, why don't we sit for a minute and then you're welcome to come up, sit together, ask questions, anything. Maybe we should call this the Psychic Recycling Center. Please bring all of your psychic garbage and have it turned back into light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good reframe. Let's, let's get that one. Satsang. I mean, okay, whatever. I mean, it's, it's a Sanskrit word from... It's okay, but I think something more like... We need sustainability. Anybody like to come up? sure come
2: on hi so um i came with a question and it's just fits with what you've talked about and you've sort of answered it but i want to um explore it a little further with you about meditation sure so of um because I, the last time i talked to you we talked about a shift that i had and um a lot of the striving has fallen away and um and you were you know it, it was um, validating in a way to, to talk with you, and you were saying, "Just stay with the confusion. You know, like it's fine." Good. And um, and so what I'm so it's, it's it is, and it is fine, and it has been fine, and it is fine. <laughs> um, kind of kind of what you're talking about today that that from moment to moment. And. Um, so but my question is about meditation mm-hmm. because um it's bringing that along I feel like this that along with everything else in and in, in the sense that I can really see how my mind was going you know controlling controlling the meditation my meditation practice and I and I actually had this feeling that with this shift like well I don't have a practice anymore like it's there's no oh that's i love that yeah it's like and that that feels real true that there's there's no practice well but but is, at the same time everything is practice it's more it's like
0: kind of. you lost the idea of the idea you had mm-hmm. of your practice yeah because when you're truly practicing no one is practicing see mm. there's no idea of it true practice is there's no doing and there's no doer in it that's that's practice that's 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 the realm that you get to eventually that that happens eventually where it's on a deep much deeper level
2: and, uh, where
0: it doesn't stri- where it isn't where you're not identified with being a practitioner or any of that kind of stuff or striving in it it's very different
2: and that's that's where I feel I'm moving towards yeah and so it and could take
0: it, there could be a, a it could be a period of kind of adjustment to that or you won't even think of it as a practice anymore.
2: Well, see, but then then this medit- question of meditation arises, um, mm-hmm. and what I find is, um, in a practical level, like at night, if I'm sitting and just alone for a moment, mm-hmm. there's just something that just um, attunes and descends, and Great. you know, it, and it's like, and so, and and again, I'm sitting alone because I'm going to read a book and before I go to sleep, and so, I'm thinking, so that happens, and I go, okay, this is this is good, this is cool. And, so you know, and the mind is saying, "Well, how long should I stay in this? You know, just stay with this versus reading my book." But eventually, I read my book. Eventually, I go to sleep. So then, then occasionally, like in the morning, I have time, and I'm like, "Okay, it's a good time to go meditate." And so, so you know, then then there's this like, there is a kind of a wanting to tune in, wanting. That's to... That's okay. But it tends to be often that like like I fall asleep, or the um. mind the mind is like, "Well, now what? You know, now." See, that, that's, that's that...
0: What, what are you worried about here?
2: It's like this... Um, what I'm worried about is...
0: Like that shouldn't be happening? You shouldn't be falling asleep, your mind shouldn't be wandering?
2: Yeah, there, there's, there's something wrong about all of that.
0: Why? Who says?
2: Mm-hmm. It, or even like, why meditate? This, this is really the bot- bottom of the question. What do you why think meditate? meditation is? See, this, this is important. No, no, no. Today was today was beautiful. No, and no, but th- this
0: discussion is important. Uh-huh. What you're bringing up is really important because this is you. You're not alone in having this happen. Trust me. This is a very useful discussion. So let's let's fill it out a little bit here. Okay. Because, I mean, I could respond if you want, but I'm more interested in seeing how you're putting it together right now.
2: Uh-huh. Well, it's because well, clearly it. you have
0: an idea of what meditation is and what it yeah. should and shouldn't be.
2: Right. <clears throat>
0: and guess what? No.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Meditation is when you're just present for whatever it is, even if it's mind wandering, sleeping, distractedness, irritation, discomfort, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a kind of opportunity that you give yourself for some period of time, whether you decide how long or not, and you're just going to be present. You're just going to be with what's happening, whether you like it or not. Yeah.
2: And my question is why? 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 Why do?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Just let's sit together.
2: Because I.
0: mm. Let's sit together. Because you know what's underneath. I want you to sit with the why. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's where the pain is. Mm. That's where your doorway is right now. Because there's, there's a desire for it to be a certain way. And if it isn't, then it's like, you don't know why you're doing it. Uh-huh. If I'm not getting what I can see results. Oh, okay. But you don't okay. know that that isn't helpful. See, I'm here to tell you it is helpful. It is helpful to sit there and have your mind totally crazy for a whole hour or for a whole retreat. Uh-huh. That's helpful. But you don't even know it, but it's a kind of discharge that's happening. We can't understand how this is happening. That's, that's the real problem. Is We think we can kind of mm, evaluate and know how we're doing. No, we cannot. Okay. We're not qualified. No one is qualified. What you can learn and begin to have feedback for and what this is for is a kind of profound, you might say, psychic feedback loop where you'll know if you're going in the right direction or not. Mm -hmm. If this kind of stuff comes up, this is completely fine. You might just say, screw it, I'm not going to meditate anymore. Fine, so don't. See what happens for a while and then come back and see if it's different. I've rediscovered meditation practice. After I was a monk, and of course I was meditating for years, literally all day long for years. You know, and then when I finally moved out of that environment, didn't have to do it, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then all kinds of weird stuff started happening. And then I think, well, maybe I should sit. So I'd get on my cushion and I'd sit 40 minutes. Miraculous, all kinds of stuff would, like, all of a sudden come back together and i go, I don't understand it, but this works somehow. There's something about stopping for the human organism, the way we're conditioned and programmed. There's something about stopping and being still and just breathing that, has some, that works in some way that we don't understand. So one little experience or another is just, you can't really look at that and assess it. The best you can do is have compassion and forgiveness and not judge yourself for it. Or not get caught up in why questions or just feel into this why of, why am I doing this? And there are out there people out there who will tell you, oh, you don't need to meditate, just be aware of presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, then you know what happens? You do that and you get really good at it, all of a sudden you have Kundalini open up and your body's not ready for it and you start having complete meltdowns. You can't work for a year in bed. I mean, you wouldn't believe the casualties I work with with people who didn't develop a practice, that didn't develop a nervous system that can handle phenomenal amounts of energy shooting through their system. When I was a monk, I was having all kinds of kundalini. It was fine. I had a very developed meditation practice, on a, you know, as a, as a meditator, as a Buddhist monk, where we were, nobody even talked about it. It wasn't a big deal. It was like, yeah, yeah, as the energy shooting through your spine, all this stuff happening, yeah, whatever. It's was just, it was easy. It was no big deal. It was just part of the process, opening the channels. Okay. So you want to, so meditation practice becomes a yogic practice or like a Qigong practice, or like a really high-level Tai Chi practice, where you're, you're not just structurally aware, but you're energetically aware simultaneously. So it becomes a vehicle for allowing a greater kind of embodiment to happen.
2: Which is interesting, because I, I feel a lot of energies running through, and I, but I've been thinking about them as distractions, you know? And what? like Distractions. You
0: think that's a distraction?
2: <laughs> yeah, well that the energy, yeah.
0: Why? Wow.
2: Because I, I'm thinking that I want that what I should focus on is stillness. Uh oh, 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 you're in the way.
0: This so. is big in the way. Okay. Just be aware of the energy. Yeah, good. Oh yeah, you got more happen yeah, you see, your ideas are actually retarding. No wonder you've been fighting yourself in your meditation. Just sit together here with me. You're you're cooking. Be aware of the energy but don't do anything with it. Don't look for the right or wrong. There's no right or wrong way. Just give it whatever kind of... You're very, very present. This is meditation. Well, there's a lot of meditation techniques, uh-huh. but this is the point.
2: See, and to me right now, this feels very subtle. It feels there's a subtle aspect to what you're, ta- what you're pointing at.
0: Fine, just notice the subtle aspect. Uh-huh. For me, it's vast and infinite and unbelievable. I mean, it's just like, you know. But that's just... Things change, you'll see. But right now, I can tell you you're on course. Does that help?
2: It, it does, because I've... Like you said, I've been making it wrong or wrong, you know.
0: That's okay. Totally natural. It's important just to notice that. That's what I meant early. Just f- tell the truth about how you're, how you're assessing or judging. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, Thank you. that's a helpful discussion. Okay. Is there anybody else who'd like to come up?
1: Yeah, please come on up. Okay. So about a couple of years ago, on like April twelfth, two thousand eighteen, <laughs> um, something happened, and then a couple days later, something else happened, and I wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. I gave up a long time ago, in my 30s. No, in my late 20s, I I just like said, okay, I'm too much of a coward, I can't let go. Mm -hmm. Because I had tried and gotten to a point, and then I was presented with an invitation, and I backed away, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And then I was humiliated and I realized, oh, I'm a coward, I can't. But of course, that's your mind that's thinking that. But back then I didn't realize that, and I couldn't deal with all the <sighs> phenomena that had been happening and stuff. And so I said, "No more meditation, screw this." <laughs> yeah, I just was like, "That's the end of that." Mm-hmm. And but of course then I was like depressed because the whole goal since I was like a teenager was like, "I've got to get a line. I've got to get a line. I've got to get a line. I mean. Mm -hmm. I had weird stuff happen when I was a kid, and I I was just like, I know that there's a thing there of absolute love. And I need to get to that. Mm -hmm. So then I was like depressed, depressed, depressed all the time and taking medicine for it and not liking that because it like cuts off your connection to everything. So I was like, screw it. I'd rather be in hell. Um,
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. S- uh, my mother's a psychiatrist. Oh. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> okay, and she's a loving, nurturing person, but you know, n- no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had been. I mean, I see now all those years of depression. I'd been. I had thought, well, I quit smoking with meditation. I'll just quit depression with meditation. And it freaking worked. I mean, like... <laughs> right on. Uh, it took like maybe 10 years for it to get really short, but it's like it just immediately started shortening and shortening and shortening. And instead of years of depression, I had months. And then from months, it went to weeks and to days, etc. So that was great. I was like, oh, yeah, I can take care of this. And then it was like, finally... Like maybe five years ago, I I realized that I was happy. I was like, I was like, I guess I'm kind of happy, and I was embarrassed to be satisfied with ordinary life.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's the greatest line. I love that. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I was like, I'm not depressed anymore. So now, what do I have to complain about? I'm so used to complaining. Oh. Uh, do it for fun. Yeah, it's like um, I'm good at it. Um, so I stopped uh, worrying about it. I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be happy with life as it is. Okay. Uh, not even realizing like, duh!
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> no, this is very real.
1: And, and then I really got into my art and it was like stuff was coming out that i didn't understand until years later, I looked back at it and I was like, oh my God, that was not what I thought it was about. Um, Something was talking to me and, and then when this thing finally happened, I wasn't expecting it, right? But I came home from acupuncture and this crazy energy, like the oldest friend in the world was around me. And I thought, this is a strange energy. I have to sit down and meditate, which I never did. You know, I just didn't do that on purpose. Only if bad feelings came up, I would pay attention. So I sat down and like, God, it must've been like 30 seconds or a minute. Suddenly, something happened. I, I don't, to this day, I don't know what happened because as soon as it happened, I jerked awake, I mean, I wasn't asleep, but I mean, I just had to come out of it, out of fear and panic, because, and all I saw was that there had been a giant door and I had cracked it a couple inches, and a crazy white light came in, and then I, you know, But that's a symbolism that I had after the fact, I don't know what really happened. I understand. Okay, and then a few days later, I I mean, I was like, suddenly seeking again, which I had stopped seeking, you know, forever and ever. And I was like, what the hell? There is a response. (laughs) There was a response, finally, you know. (sighs) And I listened to about like three videos online and the first one was like ten people who became enlightened including Eckhart Tolle and Adyashanti, and all these people I'd never heard of before because I stopped seeking and I didn't even know it was like the internet had happened and all this stuff it never occurred to me to look for enlightenment online it was like you idiot you know and so I was like holy shit normal people normal people are getting enlightened before that I had like this fiction That it was like only super special, hoity toity people could become enlightened that had suffered and whatever. You know, because that's what your mind wants you to think, so that you don't try, even though the intellectual part of me was like, Jesus says you can do it, you can fucking do it, you know. And I'd read Paramahansa and Osho and all that stuff but it just seemed far out there. Mm -hmm. And then I saw these normal people doing it and I was like, wow, it's accessible. And I had that thing happen. Like, what was that? But I didn't feel different. And then um, the third video was that uh, Magic Katerina's Shakti or whatever, she's an Italian lady, anyway. She was like, you're nobody. You don't have to be anybody. You are exactly the way you need to be. And... You don't have to be anything. You're what you need to be. You're... And and when that happened, I stood up and started moving like a dork. And all this, like, something happened and it, something lifted. And I lost this obsessive fear of death and dying alone and something was lighter and a few days later it was like all this energy was like going down in my stomach and every time I would look at an object stuff would something was happening right okay so Mm -hmm. this really impressive phenomenon was happening right? And I was like, woohoo, you know, what the, what is this? But I didn't know enough, you know. I, I Now I'm thinking, <coughs> I don't know, it was a lesson or something. Because then after four months that dropped off and then I panicked for a couple of days and then I was like,
0: calm down. So how? So uh, we're, we're almost out of time. I know, so. I'm sorry. So, no, no, that's okay. I just wanted to. So, my point
1: is I'm in this confusion because at no point, even though I felt this lightning, mm-hmm. And a little more freedom and comfort. There was a place of refuge. And after reading the Tao Te Ching, I re- I realized, oh, that's what they call the true self or the 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 presence everybody's talking to in, about in these videos, right? That's it's like this place of comfort. And I I even felt like you just said earlier. I mean, you addressed a lot of things that were worrying me today. Of I felt like, oh, I guess I could die now and I'd be comfortable <laughs> because I have that space. But I also never disidentified with the ego, and this is my main worry. Or I see it; it's there, and I'm still identified with it. I'm not. I, I'm like riding two horses—a black and a white horse—and okay. Well and, and, we're not gonna
0: cover this today. Okay. But that was a amazingly wonderful sharing, which I just wanna say thank you so much for the courage to come up here. And I can feel how open you are and how much has happened for you. And yeah, I, I just you know, just be here. Just don't worry about it so much. So it's okay. Yeah.
1: It's normal
0: yeah the the path everybody's unfoldment is unique for them. How doors open, how these experiences happen is very unique. It's just learning how to allow them and not get too thrown off center by them, so we can talk more another time okay. about this so, if you need to
1: okay, so it's okay that I am a jerk, you know a lot of times i mean i, I it takes a hold of me, you know, and then I see it and well, I can't stop it.
0: You mean identifying with your ego? Yeah. Don't worry like, about it. Don't worry about that. We, we're evolving in a way that is not our... It's not how we... It's not our agenda. It's not anybody else's agenda that we've heard of. So this is where you just need to come back to trusting. Otherwise, you'll just be in the way. But your honesty is great. So it's great. OK? We Again, I I hope to see you again so we can.
1: It may have to be online because I live in Orange County. And oh, that's fine.
0: Yeah, there's an online satsang actually coming okay. up. Check it out. Yeah, it's on the, I don't remember what day it is. Coming up. OK. 24th of August. Yeah. Def- I only
1: came here because my husband needed to play music with people.
0: Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you came. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I look forward to continuing our conversation. Okay. Or maybe get a session if you want, an online session or something. Go email us and let us know. Okay. But, I, but this is something that needs more time to talk.
1: Okay, thanks. Oh, yeah. It's Thank you. terrifying to be in the same room with you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm
0: very frightening.
1: No, it's the concept. Oh. It's the mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, yeah.
0: yeah, well... Well, just to let you know, I don't deliver concepts, so if you thought any <laughs> concepts happened, that, you weren't hearing them right. <laughs> no,
1: thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Sure. This environment really is very deeply energetic, whether you're aware of it or not. So it can definitely stir up a lot. It can actually bring up a lot. So just really be mindful of that as you kind of go about your day and your next few days, whatever, because it's just notice, it's so easy to get back into the sort of habitual mode of just sort of ordinary functioning because we usually got a lot going on and we're busy. So just take some time, if you can, just to occasionally tune in and notice just your beingness, okay? Anyway, I look forward to seeing you again and take great care of yourselves. Lots of love and happy trails. Thank you.